can if I can convince you to go ahead and buy these drugs versus feeding your family, you know, I'm a salesman, but the high is really I'm selling that high, you know what right. I mean? But yeah. we don't we don't condone any of that behavior. Yeah. I mean, clearly we do. This is like, we, we don't, don't man. Fourth, fourth or fifth time we've had to say that we don't. Hey, we're making, we're making an analogy. Well, what hey, I hear we, is, we, we interrupt this programming to bring to you Hobson Stock <laughs> does not control, condone any illegal activities. Right. Hey, I'll, say it, I'll say it again before I say what I'm going to say. <laughs> not promote illegal activity. Right. But from what I hear is you don't sell drugs, you sell yourself. <laughs> there you go. That's where you go. Put a little bow on it. Oh. Hops and stocks. Uh, what are we the? What is that thing? Uh, um, the Hops and stocks cartel. That's what we are. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So yeah. I, 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 I know I talking about know. trap queens and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> right. She's my trap queen. Let her hit the bed. <laughs> for the culture, though, it's for the culture. It's for the culture. Hops and stocks podcast is presented by Hundred Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. I'm spoke affiliated from the city of Jim. Y'all ready to go ahead and get started? Or yeah, we can start. Let's do it. What is this? 47? Episode 47. Yeah, let's do it, man. Of the Hops and Stocks podcast brought to you by Hunter Spoke Media Group. I was, I'm like, was that the intro? Oh, was that the intro? Like, <laughs> it was, it was kind of slick, though. It was kind of slick. I looked up like, oh, shit, we get started. <laughs> hey, I'm about to count us down. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Hops and Stocks podcast brought to you by 100 Spoke Media Group. Yeah. Yes, yeah. welcome back. And one day it's gonna get old, but I can't. I can't stop laughing. I, I appreciate that you laugh man. every time, man. I hope. I hope you never lose that joy, man. <laughs> hey, man, that never gets old. <laughs> this is episode forty-seven. Uh, we got our man Doug back with us. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Doug, back, man. Yeah, it's been a couple be episodes. Y'all, y'all been holding it down, man. I've been listening to y'all. Yeah, y'all haven't been sounding too whack, man. Y'all been holding it. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. But I appreciate, appreciate it. So we, handle it for family business, but uh, yeah, y'all, y'all. Now we we up. informed the listeners that you was raising the next soccer soccer star, man. So man. you know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, man. You know, club soccer. I know you know about it. Blast! It's such a crazy commitment. Oh you yeah, yeah. I didn't know you. I didn't know you went club. Yeah, we're club and. Not only, you know, time, but the financial side of it. It's crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, man. That uniform price, I was like, what? Well, it's not even a uniform. They'll, they'll say, hey, you know, this is how much for this. It's, al- it's always something else. Like, right. This is for this the is the team fee. This is yeah. the club fee. I'm like, man, <laughs> I had to ask the dude, like, what the hell is the difference between the two, man? It, it's the tournament. Like, the tournaments. Like, yeah. all right, we're going to this tournament. I'm like, hell, hold on. I haven't voted for any tournament. <laughs> You know what I mean? Have you all sent out a survey if parents want to do these tournaments? Like it'd be like an extra two seventy five. I'm like, shit. Yeah, then, then they start coming with that that overseas. Like we're, we're thinking about going to Barcelona. I'm like, nah. is, it, <laughs> is it a season? It's it's two seasons. It's, yeah, two you know, seasons. Fall and spring. Okay, and you know you dropping the stack for the for both those seasons. But on top of that, you paying for tournament here. We got a tournament in Dayton. And I'm like, man, wow. I'm like, what did y'all play for? 
Like Tamaya may miss a tournament or two. <laughs> where's 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 the tournament in Dayton? Uh, we're still getting information. It's next weekend. It's a friendly tournament, so it's like that entry fee is not that much. It's like fifty dollars for that one. Because it's a it's a big old tournament that's normally um, across the street at Cloud Park. It's a big yeah. old tournament over there. Yeah, maybe there, but it's big business for sure, man. It is big business, but you know. It's competitive too. Like you know, you can't be out there sucking it up. Yeah, it's a different world from you know rec rec soccer or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though it costs a lot, I I can definitely see the you know the improvement. Yeah, that's why I, I recommended that David Arnold. You probably you probably relate more with you know your, the young ones right now. But man, he he pretty funny. Man, he talks about how his daughter was playing volleyball. She and she was doing rec, but then she. They got her into a club, and she started sucking. He's like, man, I've never been so mad. He's like, I don't want to kill all these motherfuckers. I mean, he was he, he funny, man. <laughs> it's like it's like real family-oriented type stuff that he talks about, but then he gets. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, man, you know you know who sets it off? Yeah, man, let's do it like we always do. About let's, throw it, let's throw it to him. Yeah. Mr. Are you, do you have a can today? <laughs> he has a tall can today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a tall can. <laughs> All right, like we do, like we always do about this time. <laughs> you said, do you have a can today? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. What's in this tall can? <laughs> beat up. What you got, Mike? Why y'all questioning if I got a can, man? Oh, no, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you be rocking bottles lately or something? Yeah, man, <laughs> come on with bottles, man, and chalices and shit. <laughs> when, I come with, when I come with bottles, I don't say what's in this can. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, today, uh, today's offering is Tropical Beer Hug. You see that artwork right there? Cool little bear with some cool shades on. Um, this comes from one of our favorites uh, brewing houses, uh, Goose Island at Chicago. Mm. Um, we normally mess with the, um, well, I've had some of their other offerings, but the, the main ones that we are looking for now is the um the Bourbon County joints. So he informed me the other day they come out on what Black Friday? Black Friday every year. Black Friday. So yeah, this one is a tropical beer hook. This is coming in at 9.9. Hmm. Low key in a, a tall can form. <laughs> yeah, how, how many ounces is that? Uh it's 19.2. 19.2? Yeah. Already poured him on up. It's a um, like it. it's an Imperial IPA, uh, 9.9, 4, 45 on the IBU. So see what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it one of those? Okay, so it says tropical beer hug. So I'm not getting much tropical. I'm getting a whole lot of bitterness to it. Um I can taste that 9.9 on it. Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's it's in between light and heavy, if that make any sense. It's it's, it's a moderate um, type of body. Um, I hear a 3.75 coming. <laughs> it's, hold on, let me let me go for round two. 3.75 is good for me, though. This guy once gave something a two. You know what that second, that second sip means? Yeah, we do know what second sip means. Okay, like we talked about over the weekend, it has that almost that metallic type of taste to it. E. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that. It has it has a lot of afterburner to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could I could feel it flaming back up when it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's decent, man. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get us a sink pour. Um, three. <laughs> yeah, definitely three something. I, I know we talked about if the can if if the can delivers what it says it's going to deliver. Right. Now, with that being said, tropical is not what I'm getting. So, with that being said, I'm going to have to go three seven five. What is? Did, you, on, what, does, did you read the notes? Yeah, I'm about to say, does it have the notes? It just says tropical and citrus. Okay. Um, <laughs> And it's not definitely well, I mean, with the can alone, with the, the artwork, you you would think it was some lighter, smoother, a lot more cleaner. This it's it's almost heavy. I, I guess you couldn't have that 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 good balance with it being 9.9. I expect that to be like that cleaner, lighter um type of beer to be around like a six, maybe maybe a seven, but this is a nine almost nine, nine is a ten to me. And that's pretty. That's yeah, stout, that's stout wise. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually I've had that joint, man, and it got me. I was um. There's this deli out in the. There's a neighborhood called the Nations, Fifty uh, First Deli, and you can order food, but they also got like a a really good beer selection, like in like real coolers and stuff. And I saw that, and I was actually I was like, this is Goose Island. The first thing I did was a step back because I didn't realize it was Goose Island when I picked it up. The can mm-hmm. caught my attention. And then, like you said, it was a tall can. And I saw that that nine something. I was like, yeah, this is a must, it's a must have. Ate it with some, drank it with some burrito tacos. Um, it it wasn't overwhelming. Like I, I would have gave it a four. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't like one of my favorites. <clears throat> but you're right, I mean, you right, you don't get you don't get a lot of a lot of tropicalness out of it. Yeah, I'm definitely not getting a tropical, but I'm not mad at it. Um it's decent what's in this can. So, I, like I said, I get this a 375. Once again, this is Goose Island, Tropical Beer Hug, minus the tropical. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of beer. That's no. a lot of 3.75. <laughs> so I mean, got, you got 10%. You get something positive out of it. Yeah. yeah. With all this, I'm definitely going to get that. Um, so, what you got there, Blast? B-Dub, when you said it tastes metallic, it reminded me of that beer that we had at Streetside that was a stout, but it it didn't really taste that good. But when you switched it around, it was an IPA. Hey, man, (laughs) I can't remember which one that one was. That was weird. So (laughs) we had this stout, right? It it had some off-putting notes. And I don't know, for whatever whatever reason, man, I just kind of swirled it around. (laughs) <laughs> not not in the glass, but like, you know, kind of kind of swished it around in my mouth. And when you did that, it tasted like an IPA. Hey, <laughs> I, told e, I told E, I was like, hey man, do this and see what you think. And he said it was dead on. <laughs> it was it was called Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean it's a, it's a good title. It yeah, is a good title. Y'all swishing beer in your mouths at the brewery. I, I didn't do that personally. I, 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 knew, I, knew, I knew Toes was going to go there, but, I mean, there was no other way to explain it, man. man I didn't I go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere, man. I just repeated what you said. Y'all Welcome back. That's why, I was try- that's why I was trying to clean it up, man. I didn't want to say, you know, yeah. world or some other shit. So I was like, let me let me try to make this as, as masculine as possible. Without- I, was, I was in there gargling beers. Yeah, see. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't do that technique. I mean, they said it worked for them. I take yeah. they were for it. 
Hey, welcome, Miss Dr. Corinne Taylor. Are you going to turn your camera on or are you just chilling right now? Okay. Are you just chilling? Oh, she on mute. I was going to just listen to you guys right, talk okay. about That's... these beers. So I did not want to interrupt. I wanted That's to fine. enjoy the conversation. That's fine. I just want to make sure you weren't trying to get away from having your camera on. So you can. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm camera ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, a couple more minutes. We'll be back with you. All right, well, uh, B-Dub, you threw it over my direction. Uh, tonight I'm doing uh, Untitled Art. I know E's probably going to get me for this, but uh, <laughs> I, I got uh, Juice Drops Peach Nectaron IPA, um, 7.5 ALC. Um, Untitled Art is out of Wanakee, Wisconsin, as we all know. We done reviewed it plenty of times, but nice uh, nice can work here. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of colors. Yeah, I got that um, one today. I got that one today. Brew has kind of an orangey pour to it. Nose is giving off that typical IPA. Let's see what it tastes like. It's got to be good, dog. Not bad, man. It's mm-hmm. trying to. It's got some peach in it, but I don't know if it's like nailing the peach. To me, it's really. Really, just an IPA, man. I'm, I'm gonna go with you, beat up three seven five. It, it, it might be a three seven five kind of day. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I got some heat over here. Oh, okay, I mean, I, I would drink it, but you know, it just ain't nothing special. So that you words, ate, of, words you of one of our friends is really nothing. You ain't let you down a little bit. I don't know about a letdown, but you know, just just average. Oh, uh, shout out to the guy who sent this to me, man. I don't know if he want me to put his name out there like that, but you know who you are, so. <laughs> you know who you are. Thanks. <laughs> his alias is, uh, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, you got Doug. Let's see what you got, man. I got a uh, Burliner style-wise um, raspberry. Right. Radiance of Bean. It's out of Dayton. Oh, yeah. Branch and bone. Branch and bone. Branch and bone. bone. Artisan L's. I went into the H and H and I kind of, you know, let let our lady know. Shout out to uh, (laughs) Country Market Fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you always show us love, man. They say they always listen to the podcast, so shout out to them. Uh, Let me let me see what this tastes like, man. Color is dope. Yeah, great color. Uh oh. Oh man. Yeah, bitter beer face. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, but I'll let exactly you do your thing, Toes. I've huh. had two. I've had two branch and bones, and they both been kind of. And I think B Dub did one on the show too. And really? it was kinda, man, you, you want to root for the home team, but and that's what yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I got it. But I mean, it is what it is, man. Don't even hold back. Wow, <laughs> man, yeah, this yeah. Is, he doesn't like that Kool Aid at all. Oh wow, he that's went for horrible, he man. went for the second sip. You know, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, that's nasty. Oh, oh man. Whew. I mean, that's not that's not good for me, man. That's what is that? Good. What is that? Sugar free Kool Aid <laughs> or something? Man? What's the hold yeah. on? What was it? What was the notes again? What was it called? It was just raspberry, and she, uh, she hyped she hyped it up. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna knock her, man. She gave well, she she tried, man. But I'm like, bro, what is this? Man? Branch and bones. I give it a um, two point seven five, man. No, low, low, low. I mean, it's, Bro, it's sitting on my tongue now, like. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, if you're going to get on people about swishing, 
This guy has some stuff sitting on his tongue. The taste is sitting on his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> get it, game, hey, This, this is it. like astronaut. This is almost like astronaut. Hey, do you do you still have an astronaut food? Man, big career. <laughs> Snuck that into my refrigerator, man. I was going through the refrigerator like, man, what? What the hell is this? And he he done snuck the little uh the little can in the refrigerator. I I'm gonna throw it away. Hey right, man, oh. no, you gotta drink that. Nah, I, I I drink it. Don't throw it away. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, but I pay I pay thirty for that. Hey, I'm I'm pouring this out, bro. Damn. I got a peach one. I I kind of want to just go ahead and taste the peach. Go ahead, and get another one. Go ahead, I, get I mean, another one. Well, I, I actually I actually wanted to see what that peach. It was called peach tea, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I had the peach. Yeah, that caught my attention. It wasn't fire. The peach, the peach is a good exercise for me in somebody nailing what they say they're gonna nail. I didn't really like it, but okay, you know, I thought that they, I thought that they nailed the note. Got you. It. I mean, you know, you can overdo it, man. They like they over. It's, it's been overdone with the raspberries. Is it too? Is it tart? Is that what it is? It's tart, man. It's real tart. I don't even know what that ABV is on it, man. I don't even want to look <laughs> at it, man. But if you back up though. Raspberries are tart. They are. If you saying they nailed it, you then you have not, to go higher. No, they you overdid it. Like it. They overdid it though, man. Well, that's that's the only note. Well, you know what? That's the only note they say. They say Berliner Wild style, whatever. Raspberries. That's what they did. What style is it? But you know, Berliner. Oh, Berliner Wild. Okay. You know when you you get something like this, man, you thinking it's gonna be fire, man. Man, but <laughs> that's that's. You know I, what? I don't know. I've had a few. A nice nose. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, no. He, he can barely take a sip, man. Like, he no. ain't even getting nothing. I'm about to pour out. You know what? I'm about to drink some water. <laughs> so what you, you say you gave it a two? You said 275. 275. That's just my I, personal I, opinion. I think that got disliked bias in it, though, man. If you notice, I haven't gone back to Branch and Bone. <laughs> since the first, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been back since the two I had either. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I guess I was slipping today in the in the honey hole. Right. It, it'll be interesting to see what you think of the peach. And the, I mean, it was like a four dollar beer. Yeah, yeah, they, it was a good charge. Yeah, like and the can work is lovely, man. I mean, their yeah. can work sticks out. You see that can? It's like, oh, what is that? They got good can work, and it's, uh, and it's from Dayton too, so. You got to yeah, buy it. And she recommended it. She's like, oh, you like those? Hey, Astronaut Boo was recommended to me, too. He was, <laughs> he was hyped that I bought it. I'm so, super hyped. He's like, hey. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, because you just you just made them $30 off a four-pack of, like, four right. of beer. <laughs> when I left, he was like, man, how'd you sell that? I was like, yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, on the hey, shelf hey, for months. Hey, <laughs> hey, Corinne, the beer that we're talking about is about this big, right? I, I can get it upstairs. And it was how much a can? It was thirty for thirty dollars for the four pack. Yeah. So you but but it, it, I mean, in fairness, it is fifteen percent. Yeah. It's fifteen. Yeah, it's, it's that's 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 up in that wine level. Yeah. Out of that four, I only drank this much because I shared one with E, and then I think I did. I give you one. You gave no, me I gave Blast one. I gave Doug one. Look, I'm gonna go get the peach, man. I'm I'm so disappointed. I 
I'm gonna get the P. Uh, I'm, right. I'm on record as saying that it's not it's not trash, man. Did you review it on Pod? No, no, I didn't review the peach. Okay. Nope. All right, go ahead, E man. You know, go ahead. All right, I got a one of my favorite breweries out of Birmingham, Alabama, Trim Tab. Um, they do IPAs really well, and they did this one really well. Uh, it's called Helix Rising. It is a 8.5 on the ABV. Um, the hops that it has is Chinook, Simcoe, and Sequoia. And it says citrusy, tropical, and earthy. Notes of passion fruit, pineapple, apricot, berry, and scents of pine, like pine trees. <laughs> um, you can be drinking dirt, dog. Oh, right. Man, I heard Sequoia in there. Right. Right. Um, He's drinking mulch. <laughs> What's crazy is you do get the sense of pine, but you also you get those fruity notes too. Um, the nose is great, um, but when you taste it, yeah, this joint is fire. Y'all might not mess with it because it's a it's a little hop forward. Obviously, with three different hops in it, it definitely is hop forward. But that's what I look for in IPAs, hop forward with, you know what I'm saying, that balance of citrus. Um, they nailed it, man. I'm going to give them a 475 on this joint. Um, right. When I first cracked it, it was, you know what I'm saying, really cold. And it was a little bit bitter to the taste, drinking it cold. Um, it's actually warmed up a little bit. It's not room temp, but it's kind of mellowed out. And it's just, it's that perfect IPA, man. Um once again, trim tab Helix Rising, out of uh, they're out of Birmingham, Alabama. What's cool. the ABV on it? ABV is eight point five, and I spent I think sixteen for the four pack. Yeah, that ain't bad. You know what I'm saying, um, and it was on the on the shelf in Kroger, which oh, was it? Man, Nashville's Krogers are dope, man. Like one, they they show love to all the local breweries, so you can go in there and get anything, damn near anything that's in the city that's local um but whoever the buyer is for kroger beers they be killing it in nashville well cincinnati not that bad either man like i've gotten some some great joints out of cincinnati uh seems like kroger really supports their local breweries in whatever area they located Uh, so shout out to them but yeah i I was walking down the aisle i was like i was kind of stuck on what i wanted to get because they had so many offerings i was like okay let me let me go ahead and grab this one have you ever seen a uh, Elvis Juice in Kroger? Yeah, that's out of that's from Brewdog. Okay, yeah, I I'll be scared to pull the trigger on that thing, man. I ain't never yeah, had a, seen that one. I ain't never had a Brewdog. They they have an actual you know brewery and restaurant down here. Um, food is good. I ain't never had one of their beers though. They out of Cincinnati. It might it might be a some a, a pull up spot for us. Hey, let me let me yeah, switch this around my mouth and see if it tastes better. Ah. Nah, man, uh, this guy got jokes. <laughs> hey, hey Corinne, you drink beer? Of course, of you. course. I was okay. a broke college student. That was my first love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you having no malt, malt 45? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I did everything. I did black and tan back in the day. Okay. I still would drink a style here and there, you know. Okay. But hmm. I like, I do like beer. Like a good old IPA, but I ain't as... Well versed as you all are, but gotcha, gotcha. What are you sipping today? I, I saw something. Bread and butter. Can you see okay. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some red wine, which is my first love. Now, you want to give us a review? 
Yeah, I'm anxious to hear that. I think we got the title for this podcast, man. Switch it around. Swisher. Swisher sweet. It's it's tart, it's it's red, and it got alcohol in it. Right. So you like it, you like it tart. So you, you I do, you I, like do I don't want none sweet. That Moscato, that's not me. I know, I know oh. some, some folk love a good Moscato, but not me. I want my good old red wine. Merlot, Cabernet. I like cabs. Yeah, I like cabs a lot. What what style is the one you drinking now? How much alcohol is in it? No, what what style is it? Merlot. Yeah, that, that too. Oh, this is Cabernet. I'm sorry, Cabernet. Cabernet, okay. Yes, this is Cabernet. And, and right, said, what kind of, how much? The alcohol is 13.5% alcohol. Yeah, let's get I got to this. that. Actually, from um, the Alexander's. You know, they have a wine sale on Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh, man, I was just there today. $20 bottles. Mondays yeah. and Tuesdays. So we we was in Chicago one time and uh we was out to eat, me, E, and a couple of other guys. I don't drink wine. So they ordered a bottle of wine, you know. So they go around, they fill everybody's glass up. And everybody was killing it. I'm like, I took a sip, man, this is disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Do we try to come back around and fill me up? I just went like this. I was like, <laughs> I ain't want no more. That thing, man. Hey, man, I, I think the most smacked I've ever been has been off wine, man. We was we, we, yeah, we was working down in Nashville, e, and we had some uh some cats that had some pretty expensive taste, so they was buying, you know, top notch shit. And you know, I'm just like, you know, whatever, keep it coming. But I don't I don't know what it is or what it's doing. And I mean, it got to we probably ate, sat down for dinner about seven. It got to be about nine. I was like, I have to go to bed. I'm like, I, I, I just laid it down. I, you know, I kindly got up. Like, I will see y'all in the morning. There's no more kick for me. How Somebody I got into wine was them dinners, man. Buy, buying that that high-end expensive stuff, because I didn't know the difference between cheap wine and good wine until you actually have it. And then you realize, like, there's a there's a big difference between, like, a $100 bottle of wine and a $5 bottle of wine. Um, it, all, it all smelled like feet to me. i'm gonna move this right along man so we want to introduce our guest we got dr corinne um amazing bio but i don't have it in front of me to read it no worries so i'm gonna go ahead and let you introduce yourself absolutely good evening everyone i am dr corinne and I am a registered nurse by trade, but I have a master's degree in community health nursing and a doctorate in organizational leadership. And I have been a nurse for about 26 years now. However, I'm also an author and I'm also a motivational speaker and I'm also a life coach. And my book is called The Journey of Self-Discovery, Tapping into Your Inner Power and Purpose. And I launched the book about two years ago in COVID, but really the purpose of the book really is a holistic self-help guide that really looks at six components of wellness. And wellness is truly the pursuit of activities and choices to make your life better, to make you healthier. So in the book, I talk about six components of being a nurse. I know in our community, um, we suffer a lot with health disparities. This has been around for decades. I know COVID exposed a lot with health disparities, but everything is killing us. So really looking at how can I educate the community on how to be physically well? How are we going to the doctors and taking care of ourselves to be able to live a healthy life for our families? How are we being mentally and emotionally well? You know, a lot of mental health illnesses out in the community, there's a lot of stigma around it, but talking about it like it's a true disease, like high blood pressure or diabetes, because it's a real, real thing. 
talking about spiritual wellness, connecting to a higher power and how are you doing that in your life to kind of walk away from the things that you deal with in life. And then I talk about um, social wellness, which is really dealing with healthy relationships and how do you allow those relationships in your life and not just boyfriend, girlfriend. Sometimes there's family relationships or good friendship that you have to walk away from when you start to learn about who you are and what you are and being able to create those boundaries and allowing, don't allow disrespect anymore in your life. And then also looking at um, financial wellness. How do we manage our money and look at those things. And then intellectual wellness looks at really having an open mind and then career wellness. What is that career choice for you that drives you and fuels you? And all of those things collectively, it influences everyone's life journey. So being able to be the best, in all of those categories, and once you figure out who you are and what you are, and you're physically healthy and you're mentally healthy, you're going to tap into your inner power and purpose. You're going to know who you are and what you are. So in the book, I take individuals on a journey of self-discovery to be able to understand how do you work on those things one day at a time. It, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, for me, Doug knows me from a very long time ago. One of the things I still struggle with is mental and emotional wellness because I will pop off. However, that's not that's not yeah, always the best way to be, but trying to undo the things that, you know, I'm raised one of five in the inner city. I'm from Toledo, Lucas County in a building. But uh, being, yeah. raised, being raised in that environment, sometimes that's what you know to do, but that's not always the healthiest thing. And I had to teach myself how to fight with this and not this, you know, so being able to teach others what wasn't given to me by not no happenstance of anyone else, but just growing and evolving into the woman that I am today. And I'm super excited because I'm getting ready to relaunch the book and I'm launching the, the Empowerment Coaching Academy, which is my baby, which I've been working on since I've launched the book because the book is one thing and the, the Empowerment Coaching Academy is a spinoff. And me being a life coach, wanting to teach those individuals who look like me, who was told that they would never do anything in life. I was told I would do nothing in life but be on welfare and have children. However, you know, going through life and, and going through the things I went through and accomplishing what I've accomplished, it was blood, sweat, and tears. So I want to be able to teach those women who look like me and when the world tells them they can't do it, really reinforcing in them and encouraging and inspiring them to be the best version of themselves. So the Empowerment Coach Academy really focused on empowering and inspiring transformational results in the lives of the individuals that I serve. And I do that by bridging the gap from where they are to where they're trying to go. And I do that a variety of ways, but I help them build self-confidence because we know that's needed to do anything in this world. You got to be self-confident. I help them unlock their inner strengths like myself. You know, I just came to school to be a nurse. All these other accolades I have was that was never in my plan. I just came to be a nurse and that was it. But the more I had an open mind and I learned and I grew, I was able to unlock really who I am and what I am. And I'm very self-assured now, if you can't tell and then also I provide them a roadmap on how they achieve their dreams. So sometimes with a lot of coaching courses, they're talking heads. But what I do is I provide unwavering support and I hold your hand very differently because people need different things in their lives to be able to achieve their dreams as a cheerleader, as a support person to take them down that road to help them create a purpose driven life. So I'm super excited. August 17th at Nostalgia from six to eight. I am relaunching my book since it was launched in COVID and, and I'm also launching my coaching academy. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching. I do a la carte coaching. I do everything, master classes and things like that. Just trying to educate my community to be the best version of themselves using myself as an example and the things that I've been through from UC to grad school to get my doctorate degree. 
because I'm not really a person that I'm an egghead, but I, I'm not good at math. And I struggled a lot. And my ACT score wasn't that great. And my GRE wasn't that great. You know, but being able to tell those people who may not, who may think that, well, you've achieved all this success, that it was blood, sweat, and tears. And putting in the work to achieve your dreams, you can do anything you put your mind to. Right. And I know that was a whole mouthful. Yeah, yeah. No, you, no, you, you did broke it down. You broke it down. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you added the UC Connect because, um, you know, we represent UC and the, and the Beta Eta Omicron love. So you already know. Um, Absolutely. Hey, thanks for being on. I just want to, you know, first thank you for um, allowing Absolutely. us this time. Um, your 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 bio is magnificent, and I just want you to kind of like talk about maybe an example of a time where you really brought a young lady through, oh, um, yeah. you know, through the storm. And what what were some things that she may have been going through that you were kind of able to, you know, identify and, and kind of bring her through. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I do a lot of mentoring. Like I do, you know, it's not always through the coaching course, but I know this is my passion. This is what God had put me on this earth to do. But the one example that comes to mind is someone who she she's uh, she's married and she has four small children. They're all under the age of seven. My kids is big. <laughs> my kids is big. But <laughs> so she started nursing school six years ago, but she dropped out when she got pregnant. Her husband traveled for a living, so she had to drop out and not achieve her dream. So what I'm helping her do is we are getting her back into nursing school and I'm, I'm helping her using my network to be able to connect her to those resources. Because I know I, I, my professional job, I work for United Healthcare and I cover the state. And I, I help those women and children who are on Medicaid, I create programs and services for them to achieve healthy birth outcomes. So for me, all of the connections I have in Cincinnati and across the state, I've been there for six years and a big part of my role is building those relationships. So connecting her with individuals that I know to help her achieve her goals. So right now she has re-enrolled and she's taken one class at a time. Again, it is a marathon, not a sprint, but she's doing it on her own terms and she's doing it online. So back when I went to UC, that was back in 92, some of those options were not there. So for her being able to connect and tap on my network to present her with those options, to be able to go back to school one class at a time. Now, does she has she has some setbacks? Absolutely. Because, you know, her husband works. He's a trucker. He's gone, you know, five, six days out of the week. So the children falls on her. But really, really being able to inspire and encourage her to be able to give yourself grace, not be so hard on you yourself and to be able to keep pushing. I tell my story because I wasn't a four year student. I'm not sure how many of y'all was a four year student. It took oh, me seven I years. Mean, <laughs> it took me seven years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Doug, did you say you was? No. I thought we was in this together. He was like, I was. No, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't a four year. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I, and know. Know, I say it to say just telling my story because you may look at me and say, OK, she got all this. But it was blood, sweat and tears. And I don't have no rich parents at home to help me. So trying to encourage her that even though you have to take a step back, and you can't take two classes. I don't care how you get there, get there how you can. Ain't that how the song go? I don't care how you get oh, there, yeah, but yeah. achieve your goals right. at the pace you can achieve them. And we ain't in a competition with no one but ourselves. Right. So we ain't looking at Susie and we ain't looking at Joey. We competing with ourselves. And that's the hardest fight there is. Right. So being able to help her get to that level. I've had mentors, I've helped get new jobs. I've helped them rewrite their resumes and you know, using some of those keywords and phrases that they're looking for. Because a lot of times in, in our in our professional roles, we do what we do, but we don't really 
take a step back to say, what do we do, right? What skill set do we have that's transferable? I'm a nurse by trade, but I build programs. You know, I, I collaborate. You know, I, I do. There's tons of things that I do that can. It's, it's more than just being a nurse and taking care of patients. So, looking into some of my mentors to say, what is it that you do, and then digging deep, providing them with assessments and things to be able to help them critically think about kind of where they want to be. Somebody come in my house, y'all. My guy's my pit bull. Somebody hey. come in the house. My dog was just barking. I don't know if y'all Listen, somebody coming in. I know because that's they act up when somebody come in. But you know, just being able to help them, whatever that whatever that dream is. So if you want to go back to school, if you want to start a new career, if you want to be an entrepreneur, sometimes as we all know, being college students, when you come out and you do something new, it's scary, right? But having that support system to really push you and encourage you along the way to say you can do this. Right, because you was kicking it too hard. I, I know that's why. That's <laughs> why it took me seven years. But I was smart though, Doug, because most folks just got Fs. Now I had like a B and a C, and then three Ws. Withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> so my GPA was still good, but I wasted money as an adult. I wasted tons of money, but to your point, I was doing a lot. So I'm using my story. Doug, know me. If you know me. You know me, but being able to achieve the things I've achieved, it wouldn't be out without the mentors that I had to show me the way and who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. Well, so giving that back to the next generation, because I feel like if I would have got me early on, what could I have achieved? You know, and I, I, I've achieved greatness. I'm not, not knocking anything I've done, but just trying to educate my community because I know we raised this world. Black women, we raised this world. We breastfed this world. We was in them fields doing. We, so you can't tell me we can't do what we need to do in this world. But the world continues to beat us down. So I want to be that bright, shining light to whoever that is that needs my help to be able to say, you can do anything you put your mind to. Because I'm an example. I was a bad child. I wasn't. I was in school fighting a lot. I'm from Toledo. If you know anybody from Toledo, <laughs> <laughs> T-Town. You're the only person I know from Toledo. <laughs> I got a I got a homeboy from Toledo. I'm about to ask him about you. <laughs> please do. Hopefully, he's eat my age. So please ask him. Uh, you know, you know but uh, I I've grown a lot though, and I just I want to give back to my community in a way that that we can evolve this next generation. You know, and take it to that very next level. I want to ask you about, you know, obviously you said you're a nurse, so you went to school for nursing. At what point in your career did you realize that? You wanted to do more and give back to the community. Yeah, that's exactly I what I was thinking too. That's an excellent question. You know what? I want to say when I first graduated, you know, I was like, and sometimes you don't know what you know. Sometimes people see stuff in you that you just like, I don't know why they keep asking me to do this, but okay. So being a nurse, six months out of nursing school, they had me in charge of the unit. And I think to me, now when I look back on that, that showed my leadership ability, right? Like you are you're a six-month new grad. How are you running the entire unit? taking patients, helping individuals out. So I think that showed my leadership skills, but I went, I was a full-time student since high school. People don't know that. I graduated high school, went to UC. UC did me dirty, <laughs> left UC after three years, went to a school of nursing, got my RN degree, went back to UC and got my bachelor's and then got my master's. So when I was in school, I was working as a nurse, but I was getting my bachelor's degree. And then I, then I, I was just learning more. I had an open mind, just like, you know what? Like, what else can I do? And I was from the community, so I loved community health nursing. So I went into it's public health now, but back then it was community health nursing. And just like really growing and evolving. But I think when I became, um, I worked as a program manager for TriHealth. I was with TriHealth for probably 15 years as a nursing assistant and things like that. But my, I had a boss who let me do whatever I wanted to do. 
She would tell me all the time, the sky's the limit, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I think when she allowed me to spread my wings and fly, that's when I realized I love research. I'm an egghead by nature. Don't look like it, but I'm a big old nerd. <laughs> so I did a lot of research um, for the organization on the work that I was doing, and I won a ton of awards. Who knew? I was just doing what I love to do. And then at that point, I, rec I recognized and realized that it was something in me that was special and it was different. So when I got my master's degree, I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and get my doctorate because doctorate is all about research and trying to use that body of knowledge to change the world. Because so, I wanted to be a nurse that changed the world from a very global perspective. So there's nurses who change the world at the bedside, but I want to change it through advocacy. I want to change it through policy. I want to create global programs to change the, the outcomes for my community that, that my family still lives in and to be able to make my community better. So I think for me, just kind of learning, because I'm a, I'm a very curious soul. I ask questions about everything, but I think I realized that the people saw something in me that I didn't see. But when I figured out what that was, I took a hold of it and said, you know what? I'm really, really good at men. I've been mentoring since I was a floor nurse. I've, been, I've always mentored nurses, but I just thought it was just a part of the job. But then I realized that people kind of flocked to me and they looked to me for advice and how to do this. And then all of this came after the book. So me getting into the coaching academy, this came after the book. And I just realized and recognized, even in my current role, you know, I have mentors there. I've, I've been mentoring all my life. And I think I have this power and influence in me to be able to encourage and inspire those to be able to do more than they think they can do. And I know that's a long-winded answer, but. No, no, that's perfect. So let, let's get into the book. You said that the the academy comes after the book. So let's back let's back up and get into the book. Uh, get it. So far, you've taken us through nursing school and then yeah. kind of. Uh, your inspiration for mentoring and some of the other things you do. How do we get to the stage where you're like, you know what, it's time for a book? Well, you know, for me, I think I I recognize I'm a nurse by trade and I was always interested in educating my community, right? And I'm like, how can I do this? Like, what can I give the world that's going to make a difference? And for me, it has to have a health focus because I've seen too many research studies, too many patients coming in and then they, they leave with a toe tag they, and they look like me, Right. So yeah. I, for me, I'm like, okay, so I want to have a focus on something that improves the health. But I understand health is more than just physical health. Mental health is huge. So I think those are the first two things that I started. And I was just brainstorming. I think for me, just trying to figure out how do I say this? Because I have a doctorate. I know how to write scholarly. But I want to keep it 100. Right? I, want, I want to educate people in a way that they understand. So I don't want to talk okay. up here. I have a doctorate. Right. It's not who I am. It's a piece of who I am. You know, Karina is the funk without the doctorate, you know, but being able to talk to people. So it started with physical wellness and then mental and emotional wellness because my family, you know, we like a good old pop off session. So from <laughs> that, thinking about, you know, how can we spin it and not be like, you know, gloom and doom. And but how about wellness? Because wellness means you're actively pursuing a different life, different choices, doing things differently than what you know to be better. So when I started doing my research, because I'm a researcher. You know, I'm like, oh, but there's other things to wellness. There's healthy relationships, right? I was married for 19 yeah. years. Great marriage. However, I recognized and realized that part of that relationship wasn't healthy. And it wasn't good for me. And I was there for the children. But I, someone told me, when the children leave, what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Good point. You know, yeah. my, my oldest son is 25. My middle son is 19. And my baby girl about to be 15. So, you know, life moves quickly. So I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about the wholeness of a person, right? Because physical and mental wellness is a piece of who you are, but how about your finances? 
right? You know, there's yeah. tons of issues in our community about financial wellness or being financially savvy. And then yep. I talked, looked at, you know, even my career, you know, I, I'm a nurse. I love being a nurse, but now I'm, I'm, I'm toying into this entrepreneur space. You know, it's scary. It's new. So I wanted to be able to create a book that was that could affect anyone. Now, my population is women and children, but anyone can read this book and apply the principles. The principles are not women focused, but because I'm a black woman, I was raised by a single mother. I'm one of five raised by a single black mother, you know, trying to give back in that way and look at how do we do all of these things, have the relationships, get our career. So a lot of times for women, we'll take a step back and take care of the family. And I did that. I did that. I took a step back and took care of my family. But how can I still do that and still be everything I'm supposed to be? Yeah. So the book just came. It was a lot of brainstorming, a lot of research and see what's out there, seeing what the experts say, and then being able to pull that all together. And then you start writing. So I tell everyone at first, writing was the most difficult thing for me. However, when the book is done, you got to market it. <laughs> That's the hardest part because the marketing is over and over and you tell them again and you tell them again and you tell them again and sis got tired. Sis got tired. But it was a labor of love. And I think if there's anyone trying to write a book, tell your story, use your story throughout the book. And what does that look like and feel like? You know, whether you are an expert basketball player and you're trying to educate the community, use that story being a basketball player and make it in your terms. So I, I, it just depends on kind of what space and place you sit in as it relates to trying to write a book. So for me, you know, always health is first and foremost because I work for the Medicaid line of business and the Medicaid is the underserved. So my heart and my passion is the underserved. And it's always been because I'm from the community and I want to impact the community that I serve. So I chose to stay in that lane when I wrote the book. And I can talk, y'all. If y'all can't tell. No, no, that, that's just, you, you make our job easy. Don't make our job easy. You're making our job easy. We've you are one of the... Easiest interview ease we've ever had. <laughs> um, Just like, ask a question and let you go. Right, Siri, right. I'm gone. I'm like, like I, I, I gonna... tried to say something. I like that. I can't even get that in. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, man, man this I might love be the, I'm like, man, I this might be the that. first. This might be the first power I don't say anything. <laughs> man, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to give to my community. I'm super and excited about that. it. Doug yeah, even hey. invited me. What else y'all got for me? Bring it. Bring it on. I, I love <laughs> you. I love your energy. Um, Thank you. I, I appreciate what you do um, as far as services wise. And a, a lot of these um, kids, I won't say just, just female, just kids, they, they need that, that cheerleader in their life. Uh, they don't have nobody in their life to, um, you know, speak up for them or give them that confidence. And that's, I think confidence is important. I was, uh, I was listening to somebody's story today and um, her story was her dad hustled, went to prison. The whole family centered around him. The mom didn't work. The kids depended on, he, they didn't know what he did, but they knew they lived a upper echelon type of lifestyle. Yeah. And then she was always attracted to that lifestyle because of her father. So she was always hanging on the block, doing messing with the wrong crowd. And then when she got into her adult life, she didn't she didn't have any skills. She didn't have any. She didn't she didn't know what to do except that lifestyle. And then it came to to the to the point where she had to settle down, and she was just like, uh, she didn't care if her man cheated on her or not. She was just like, she didn't have that 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 worth in her. Like she was just like. Well, if you go looking for something, you find something, then you shouldn't have been looking. Like she didn't, she was so lost in the sauce. I was just like, she needed somebody in her life to get her on the right path. And I just, 
I just think that what you do is, is very important to some of these kids who don't have no direction in life. So I, I appreciate you. No, absolutely. And, I, and I, I feel like, you know, even for me, I have not always been this confident, even though people have said I have been. But I think for me in my early 30s is when I kind of figured it out and that light bulb went off. And, you know, that I, I recognize and realize that, you know, I, too, dabbled in some things I probably shouldn't have dabbled in. But when I tell you God's grace is sufficient. It, it, it sits all around you, however. Amen, sister. Come on now. Listen, don't get me started now, to Sister Taylor. Don't get Sister Taylor started. You know, but being able to grow and learn and just meet new people and learn new things and get out of that environment, right? Mm. I'd still, I can go to a gala and I can go to a hole in a wall and I will be comfortable in either one. You know, because I, I've lived that life, but being able to tap into someone, to be able to critically think about who you are and what you are, even though you've had that life and that's been your story, that's not who you are. God's not done with you yet. There's so much more to you, but you have to be open-minded. Yes. Right? Because a lot of times we're very closed-minded and we just do what we know. And sometimes that's not good. Sometimes it's, I say, have a curious mind. Ask the question, well, what's this and why is this? And, you know, and then you will figure out what you like and what you're good at. Because like the old saying that goes, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Right? That, your story, your story, Billy, uh, kind of reminds me—not reminds me, but it, it puts me in the the mindset of you know when uh, when ladies get out of the penitentiary, you know that transition sometimes is just as difficult as men transitioning back into the the real world. So, what's your thoughts on that? Like, have you have you had that as an avenue um, for some opportunity or not? You know what? I, professionally. So yeah. I work for Medicaid. So we do a lot of work with the women who are coming out of prison who are pregnant because I work with the pregnant okay. women and their children. Okay. So being able to, but, but we provide services and we give them cell phones and like we give them a little stipend and some things. We're the insurer to be right. able to help them go through that. But to your point, I think that being a life coach, my job is just to really encourage and inspire you to that next level. You have to do the work. And I think for me, Anything I offer, the person has to be willing to do the work. Coming out of prison, there's probably a lot of things you're dealing with. And I think a life coach coupled with a therapist, you can accomplish everything. But it's really how ready are you to change, right? How, 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 how ready are you? Because everybody's not ready to live their best life. I wasn't. You know, when I was in my 20s, I was not. This was, you know, turning up a little bit. But everyone's not ready to change. But being able to survey and say, you know, because you have to do the work and you have to do something different. It's not going to be easy. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be hard. But when you come through the other end, it's going to be worth it. So trying to look at things in different perspectives. So I think for me, I haven't touched that outside of work. However, I think it's a definitely an untapped population. Even for men, though, because I feel like, and I can get on my high horse because the world just drives me crazy. But even for men, you know, the recidivism, you know, so how can we keep these men out? If you don't give them jobs and the jobs don't want them because they're a felon and they're going to go back and do exactly what they do, be a stick up kid, sell some drugs and go right back. And that revolving door is very unfortunate. But how can our community do things better to be able to allow those men to get a skill or a trade or go back to school? Because I think ultimately for every human being, they just want to take care of their family. Yeah, that's, that's we'll take care of their family. And that's it. And that's all. And if we give them opportunities to take care of their family sufficiently, you know, you know, not the, the little the coins we throw at them, you know, to be able to sufficiently take care of their family. I think half the things we, we deal with wouldn't be here. It's just like our, 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 our justice system is like now exception for, for like murder. 
but it seems like you do a crime, you, you you go to jail, you do your time, but then you get out, you're still basically in jail. That 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 follows you wherever you go, and it seems like it it just minimizes what you're able to do in life. Because I mean, you you get the application, you're gonna have to check that box, and then that just limits what you can do. And that's funny that you mentioned um, prison because the the same person that I'm talking about. She said that her it took a, a village to raise her because she had a kid. She said she basically was raising her kid over the phone. Like right. her kid would get in trouble. The mom would, I mean, she would call like her daily calls and she would like tell the mom, instruct him how, how to punish her son, like over, over the phone. This is for nine years. Is yeah. this an episode nine. of Trap Queens? <laughs> this was a, uh, no, this is a. Uh, <laughs> This wasn't Trap Queens, but she, she was on Trap tra- Queens. Okay, because I feel like I heard this exact same story. I'm like, yeah. She, she hey, was on Trap Queens. He's a Trap Queen fan, though, so it may, it may be Trap Queens. I got a DVD, but I ain't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm like, that story sounds familiar as hell. <laughs> yeah, and she and then this and she was making so much fast money, but she got a real job, and she was making like 90 bands a year on a real job. <laughs> So she had a whole turnaround though. Cause I just feel like, I think a lot of times our community, the world that we live in, we hang people on a cross, right? Cause they've served their time, right? So why are we still yeah. like, you know, holding them on the cross and saying, well, you did this. Cause everyone has made a mistake. Now I may not have been to prison, but everyone has made a mistake that they ain't proud of, you know, we ain't mm-hmm. proud of them, but we did it. You know, so how can we turn that around for some of these prisoners? Like to your point, murder, Child molestation. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't no coming back from that. Yes, but you know, but, but they need treatment too. Because again, people don't just, people ain't born to do that. Someone made them like that. You ain't, you don't just come out of your mama's womb and want to molest children, want to murder people. There's some things going on there that needs help beyond me. You know, but I just think our community could, could it could be well served if looking at programs to be able to help some of those prisoners. Because, but I know it's a systemic issue. It's just not one program that's going to fix it. it's systemic right. you know that yeah. this job don't take felons or you lie about it then they're going you know it's just all of this just tangled way above you know what you do but however she made her 90 stacks a year she must have did a good thing because <laughs> selling cars <laughs> yeah cars. I, I know a few people who was in the streets and, and not a car salesman you know <laughs> fast money you know it's the, yeah, my thing is that i feel like anybody who a, a street guy I feel like they, they're a perfect salesman. Like, cause if you selling drugs or doing what you do, you ain't no slouch. You know how to negotiate. <laughs> I seen a real, I seen a real the other day and I was listening to it and it was, I was like, man, this makes a lot of sense. And once again, we are Hobson stocks and we do not pro- promote any <laughs> legal activities. Correct. But the dude was talking about, he was like being a drug dealer. He was like, if you can sell drugs, where you where it's illegal, you can't market it, you can't broadcast it, you can't, you know what I'm saying, buy fly. It was like, who who what better what a better salesman is there? You know, I'm like, it made a hell of a lot of sense what he was saying. But once again, we do not promote illegal <laughs> activities here. Well you just did, he. I didn't I didn't promote it, man, but it, but it made a lot of sense. He was like, man, it, he was like, if I can make all of this money in in a in a game where I can't market my product advertise and blah 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 i was thinking like man if, but if you take that same person and you set him at a at a at a a, a car lot the same principles apply you know what i'm saying like, like you, gotta, yeah, you got a mouthpiece like 
and that's one thing that you know what I'm saying we don't get into a lot in the community is like, hey man, if you a hundred bands up by doing this in the streets, just think what you could do legitly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be half a million up with a with a new hustle because obviously there's something in you. You right. just using it for alternative alternative means. That's that's yeah. emotional emotional intelligence, man, because those people are able to relate to those people, convey what they want them to sell or buy, and, and get and close the deal. So it takes a lot of a different type of intelligence to, to be uh, a good salesman. It just, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I think it's just a skill set. Like, you know, because yeah, even yeah. I'm a nurse, but I have a big old, I have a big skill set. So they have a skill set, and that skill set is transferable. You can do it anywhere, right? right? Yeah. It's to your point. It's just that mouthpiece and, you know, having that emotional intelligence and what we call it something different, you know, where I'm from. If I can, if I can convince you to go ahead and buy these drugs versus feeding your family, you know, I'm a salesman, but the high is really, I'm selling that high, you know what right. I mean? But yeah. we don't we don't condone any of that behavior. Not. I mean, clearly right. we do. This is like we, we don't, don't man. Fourth, fourth or fifth time we've had to say that we don't. Hey, we're making, we're making an analogy. Well, what <laughs> I hear we, is, we we interrupt this programming to bring to you. Hobson Stock <laughs> does not control, condone any illegal activities. Right. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it again before I say what I'm going to say. Not promote <laughs> illegal activity. Right. But from what I hear is. <laughs> you don't sell drugs, you sell yourself. <laughs> there you go. That's where you get put a little bow on it. Oh. Hops and stocks. Uh, what are we the? What is that thing? Uh, um, the hops and stocks cartel. That's what we are. <laughs> sit, sit, sit. So I, I, I know I'm talking I about trap queens and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all right. She's my trap queen. Let her hit the bed. <laughs> for the culture, though, it's for the culture. It's for the culture. So I have a friend that that. <laughs> has a life coach um can you talk about because when i when i hear about life coaching it sounds like a form of therapy mm -hmm. so what's yeah. the difference between therapy and life coaching and how do they overlap because you mentioned it earlier you was like you know some people have a life coach and a therapist like yeah. how can we benefit from having one or the other or both you know, I, my saying, I tell everyone, the world will be a much better place if everyone had a life coach and a therapist. Because the therapist has the educational background to understand. It depends on the therapist because there's all levels of, you know, you can be a doctor in therapy. You can have a, be a social worker and have a master's degree in therapy. You know, but having that foundation of education and, and treatment and services and things like that, whereas a life coach is purely there to hold your hand and to really help you think differently about the things that you have going on. So giving you assignments and saying, you know, so where are we at today? You know, being able to say, okay, so so next time we're going to try this and we're going to try that. And then come back to the table and say, well, how did that work out for you? Did it not work? Did it, did it work? Where a therapist is really looking into the psychology of who you are and looking at, you know, because everyone's upbringing impacts their future. You know, whatever that was, and, it, and everyone has challenges or whatever from their upbringing that's different and unique from other people and the therapist is going to be able to get to the root of that and to be able to give you ideas and strategies to be able to go to that next level to help you mentally out whereas a life coach is going to be able to let you talk and give you us for me i give assignments and i do evidence-based assessments that you complete to help helps you think through things so i have i have a strength finder assessment that is evidence-based it's a little quiz you take and it tells you 
what your strengths are. And then I take that assessment and I leverage that to say, well, if these are your strengths, how can we apply them to whatever you're trying to achieve? So if you're an influencer, if you're a collaborator and you're trying to start a business, how can we use those skill sets and those strengths within you to be able to do that? Whereas a therapist is getting to some of the core of some, some maybe trauma or some things that you've experienced to be able to heal you in that way and to help you move on to be a better person. Because I tell everyone, every good therapist got a therapist. Every good therapist got a therapist. <laughs> Man, what if they ain't good at shit? Therapist. Like, what, what if they just ain't good at shit? And they say, look, I don't know what I'm good at. I ain't good at nothing. <laughs> but you know what? But I, I but you know what? That's an excellent question. Because I helped them get there, though. Because you may not be good at shit. Right. You know what I mean? What if you just suck at life? And you just, you, right. I mean, you, you got to pull that out of people. Like, I, don't know, I mean, yeah. And but what I do is like I have homework assignments. So in, in my coaching course, there's five chapters in it. There's an introduction where I get to know who you are and what you are and why are you here. And if you say, well, I don't really know, we're going to talk about that, right? So through the assessment I have you take, you're going to be able to look at the assessment and say, okay, the assessment shows this. So let's talk about how can we use that to make whatever that thing that you want to do, whether it's going back to school, starting a career, to be able to figure that thing out. So, so you may suck, but everybody got a gift. Everyone, everyone has a gift. We don't know what it is, but it's up to me to help you get it. If you suck, Dr. Crandy, just be like, well, you know, just pack it in. Let's just call it a day. You know, but again, I have one one chapter that talks about unlocking the strengths within you. And then the second chapter is building and building, being strong in the face of adversity to build resilience. Because as you, you y'all went to UC, as we know, life gonna always throw stuff at you. It ain't never gonna be easy breezy. I don't care how much money you got, because you see folk killing themselves left and right, and they millionaires. Money don't solve it. Life is gonna continue to throw things, but how do you be able to be strong in the face of adversity? Right. And then being able to provide you a roadmap to be able to say, through these assessments and things I have you do to work with me to be able to get you to that next level to figure out who you are and what you are. So I have like that coaching course. I have a six month coaching program for those who may need, who may air quote suck according to Doug. Put that on him. Put that on me. <laughs> yeah. Doug said you suck. He said, what if you ain't good at shit? <laughs> <laughs> somebody good at cooking. Somebody good at cleaning. Man, somebody I mean, good he, at he's basically saying eating. you don't have anything. You know, you know the people out here who may think that because I didn't think I was, but I had to figure out what I was and you know and get it all together though. Like, but, man, what if, right. what if you this beer? Huh? Yeah, why are you still drinking that beer? Yeah, that's what you say. I saw him take a swig of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> desperate. I'm trying to. He that, hey, that was his punishment he, for saying he, that. What he said. Uh, <laughs> he's giving me the motivation to get through this. You know what I mean. <laughs> Coaching him through it. You can do it, Doug. Thank you. you. you put your mind to you. Just plug your nose. Because this beer ain't shit. <laughs> but you, but you, over there, you over there savoring it. Man, just bang that mug. <laughs> ain't you a bear cat? Or maybe not? I ain't, I ain't, I ain't banging this. Uh, Dr. Taylor, uh, you know, before we let you get out of here, yes. uh, why don't you talk about your uh, academy? I, I know you were real excited yeah. you know, when we first came on. So why don't you talk about your academy? So the Empowerment Coaching Academy, of course, yes. with empowerment in the name, is really designed to empower individuals to be able to be the best version of themselves, whatever that is. I know for me, mine was education. I've always been a smart kid. However, others may not be education. 
other folks may want to be a rapper. Other folks may want to be, you know, make beats or be a producer. So the academy is willing to tap into who you are and what you are and to take you to that very next level. I do group coaching. And in, in the group coaching, I talk about being your authentic self because I'm Korean tried and true. Now, I have issues with that in the past, but knowing who I am and what I am, being able to be my authentic self at work, just like this. <laughs> you know, so I also teach you how to build self-confidence. So for some of those organizations who have individuals who's trying to go to the next level, I can sell my curriculum to organizations to be able to help their employees take that very next step to be able to be the best version of themselves. So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching and my coaching course is online, five chapters, um, where you meet with me after every chapter because there's assignments in every chapter and I review them with you and talk about kind of the next steps. So every chapter builds upon itself. So every chapter you take, it gets you closer to that next level. And then being able to provide that roadmap of sorts to be able to say, okay, what do I do next? You have a roadmap from me created by the Empowerment Coaching Academy to be able to take you to that very next step. So I coming soon, more to come. And it's not free. It's not horizon. free. So it's not free, right? So you have to pay for your subscription. Or you have to pay for your subscription. So I do a la carte. So sometimes there's individuals who have achieved things in their life, but they're in a different space and place. And sometimes I'll do a la carte. So maybe you may not be able to, you know, you know what you're strong at. You just may be stuck right now. So I do a la carte and, and I do that by doing an assessment initially. When I meet with my, my coachees, I do an assessment. Like, tell me why you're here. Tell me what can I help you with? And then from that conversation, I build the plan out whether it's going to the, the, the videotape course and having the one-on-one -on -one sessions with me afterwards, whether it's just talking to me once a week, you know, being able to take it to that very next level. You, you ask them, what shit are you good at? That's what you say. <laughs> what shit are you good at? <laughs> are you good at some shit or no? <laughs> are, you, are you good at some shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first question on your survey. Like, are you good at some shit? First question is, why are you here? How can, I, how can I, what can I do to help you? And then that's when they tell their, tell me their story. They tell me their life story. And then because I have these intent, I'm very intent on listening to what they're saying, being able to take notes and be able to regurgitate to them, you know, what I hear them saying, and this is what I can do for you. And, and everyone may not be a good fit for coaching because some folk, you know, want to make excuses and don't want to put in the work that needs to be done to get it done. And that's fine. And at some point you'll come back around. Right. You know, so but everybody's good at something, Everybody's good at some. Right. Those people you like, yeah, you like But I, I want you to get your money. <laughs> I want you to get your money. So I want me, you to... I'm getting my money. Just right. trust and believe I'm getting my money. Man, I'm like, you see the background of that crib? She getting her money? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because we have some stocks. So we, it's always the financial side. Like, I want to make sure, you know, that you. I see, like, I see like some original artwork in the background. Free. She getting that bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, now, y'all, I heard through the grapevine. That Tesla, they doing it. They opening their stock up to the public in August. Did y'all hear that? Thompson stocks. What do you mean open up to the public? Public. They're doing an open. I forget the exact name of it. A good friend of mine told me so. You can go oh. in and purchase their stock or how many. If it's a hundred dollars a share, you know, you know, it's way more than that. But yeah. you can purchase maybe a, maybe a stock split. Yeah, you go. That's what it's called. There you. That's yeah. what it was. Stock split. Okay. Split. I hadn't. Then, I hadn't heard that though. Yeah, Tesla's coming in August. Okay. I know Amazon was last month. But yeah. Her Tesla yeah. is yeah. August right. now. So hey, I'm getting my money, that. though, but I appreciate thanks you guys for, for bringing me on. So yeah. all y'all beta-ada? No. No, I'm, no, I'm the only bro. I'm regular I'm only regular. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm, I'm Eric. You special. You special. I saw the last name, so I thought it was a play on Diggs. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, not a, that's just me. Y'all all went to UC, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, State. Not E. I went to Ohio State. He's a bummer. The He's a bummer. Yeah, but we all, you know, for three out of the yeah, three out of the five. Well, I'm I'm super happy Doug invited me. I had a great time with you all tonight. Yeah, we love we love your energy. Love the energy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You you gotta pump that uh that book re-release one more time. I was about to say, before you go, tell people where they can buy the book, um, your social medias if you have them, how they can contact you, um, how they can be told they ain't shit. (laughs) 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 No, they are shit. How how they can be told that they are the shit. So before you get Drop your contact information. Hold on, hold on, Corinne. So you said nostalgia. That's that's the wine place, right? Correct. Yep. That's black. That's black owned. That's That's black black owned. And we're getting catered, and that's in collaboration with All In Cincinnati and and Black Women Cultivating Change. We're partnering with me on the relaunch, so it'll be at Nostalgia, and it's catered by Soul Secrets. Okay. Um, And it's going to be August seventeenth from six to eight at Nostalgia. Where's that at? Where's that at downtown? I'm geographically challenged, Doug. I think it's, is that Main uh, Street or Vine? I don't know. Let me be quiet. I mean, you, you can. It's easy to find, but I, I don't know the name of the street. Okay. Like, well, hold on. It's, I got it here. Let's nostalgia. See. Nostalgia. Nostalgia Wine and Jazz uh, Lounge. I'm just geographically. Oh yeah, challenged. yeah. Vine Street. Vine Street. Thank you. Yes, it's on Vine Street. Yeah, I got you. Uh, right, ne- right, right next, next to the Soul door. Spot. Right next to the Soul Food. It's spot. right next to the Soul okay. Spot. Yeah. So okay. parking. There's part. There's paid parking next to it. Um, and my book is available on my website, drkoran.com. Okay. If you want to reach out to me on social media, on Instagram, I'm Dr. Coran. On LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Coran Taylor. And on Facebook, I'm Dr. Coran. And I also have my personal page, which is Coran Taylor on social media. If on, you want to get in touch with me. Hmm? On the 17th, what, what's the time? Six to eight. Six to eight, okay. Might have to pull up. Pull up! Yeah, yeah. Hops and stocks might have to pull up. They love there. to pull up. Listen, please pull up. You know, I got, I got, you know, I got some beta eater bros in the building. Yeah, we, yeah, I got we some beta eater bros. Gotta, gotta show support. Gotta show support. Thank you. You I know, beta eater Omicron. It ain't nothing but love between beta eater and Omicron. You already know that. Oh, you know, old school Omicron coming through for the nine, the nine, nineties, yeah. nineties, right. <laughs> When he said Omicron, I thought you was talking about Yeah, I'm talking about, about COVID. Like, man, y'all sharing COVID right now? Damn. <laughs> she look good to have COVID. No. Are you sharing the variant? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was variant talk. <laughs> I want to come back on. I, I want to bring me a beer, and I want to taste it with y'all, too. Hey, oh, you, you come back on. Open yeah. invitation. No you doubt. tell us when you want to come back on, and we'll get you scheduled. So what would I do? Do I, do I buy a beer and just, you know, and I just tell what I like? Yeah, right. you just go yeah, or, what you, or what you don't like, and you and give you it a rating, you just like you do with your clients. If it ain't shit, you tell them. Yeah, you can say this beer ain't shit. <laughs> I heard Doug say it for the raspberry. Yeah, <laughs> but Dr. Corinne, we want to thank you once again for joining us. Uh, your energy, you know, what I'm saying you made like, like B Dub said earlier, you made the show easy. You know, what I'm saying when we get guests that can just when they have a lot of passion about what they involved in, it makes our job easier because we don't have to like pull and prod to get information out of yeah, them. It's just know, like man. having a conversation. Yeah. We ain't got shit. We really ain't got shit. Yeah. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Um, much success with the launch of the relaunch of the book, yeah. the Academy. Um, 
And we don't care if they ain't shit. You know what I mean? Hops and stocks. Make them <laughs> Hops and stocks episode 47. We signing out. Peace. Hey Corinne, you can stick around if you want. We just it's it's uh episode's done, but we just chop it up for a couple of minutes. I'm about to crack another beer, man. I'm, I'm hungry. I need to go eat. All right, go ahead on. Go ahead on. Eat. All right. <laughs> y'all, thank you. I appreciate right. y'all. Bye-bye. Bye, Doc. I said bye, Doc. podcast is presented by hunter smoke media group we encourage our listeners to drink responsibly please note we are not financial advisors we do not offer or provide financial advice trademark copyrighted by hunter smoke media group